Thank you for downloading the One Church Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. I'm, I'm picking up stuff about the uh, Living Big series because that's going to be my theme wherever I go over the next 12 months. Uh, growing you to live big is really, really important. This is, uh, Jesus said in John 10, 10, uh, he said, I've come that you might have life and life to its fullness. Jesus could have said, I've come that you might have life and I'm growing you to live big. Right, so that's just a rough uh, paraphrase of the very same thing. I, I, God wants us to live to the maximum of our potential. The enemy wants you to live to the minimum. If not... Give up completely on your potential. So you couldn't get more polarized in that whole position that God says, I know you're born because you're breathing. We know that. But you have purpose. And if you're breathing, you have purpose. And this is a very important aspect of how we must understand if I'm alive, God has purpose for me. He has purpose for me today. He has purpose for me in what everything I'm doing. Um, this is very, very important. If you turn to Acts chapter 6, you will see only seven verses that I'm going to read this morning. And it says, in those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, so this is the early church in Acts. This is the first church that started after Jesus had gone back to heaven. Okay, so this is lots of times when I'm thinking about what should church look like, I go and have a look at the book of Acts. Because that gives me a clues of what it looked like and all the mistakes they made. <laughs> and you can learn from the, those chapters in Acts. So we can see that the church, the disciples, disciples, followers of Jesus, was growing, increasing. That's good, isn't it? The Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. We'll come back to that in a minute. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and, th- and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. And I could hear some, oh, yeah, mm, oh, mm, yeah mm, oh, good idea, kind of thing, except for in Hebrew. Uh, the proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmaeus, Parmenius, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread, the numbers of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. I, just, uh, I, I was reflecting on this morning. Uh, the priests were the strongest influences in, this, in the community, and they too became followers of Christ. But that's not what I'm going to preach about today. That was, that was, that's for free at the end. That was really, really interesting, that thought. But let's go right up to the top, shall we? It says, in those days, number of disciples was increasing. 
the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because. I just paused there. I thought, do you know, whether a church is expanding or shrinking or stable, someone always has a moan. <laughs> There's always someone having a moan. It's, like, it's never good enough. <laughs> it says the church was exploding, increasing. And it says this group weren't happy with this group. Can you believe it? Like, I, sometimes we think, well, if the church was shrinking, everyone's like, ooh, you know, like that. This group isn't happy with this group because we'll go, well, it's their fault, isn't it? Right? Or if the group is just uh, flatlining or has um, plateaued, Everyone's going, oh, the reason why it's plateaued is because it's him over there or them over there. It's not, not us. It's like every, but what I've realized is human nature, isn't it? It's human nature that whatever state you're in, whether it's in your family, in your group, whether it's your workplace or whether, where, your school, your college, right, wherever you are, we have a propensity to complain. We have a moan about that and a moan about the other. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're at school, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right, isn't this amazing? All right, the, the biggest danger here is what you get is people naturally create groups within groups. So you have a group of people, and there's nothing wrong. Like, we, we have a, a Jarvis family, and uh, that's all right to have a Jarvis family. We're all right to have a family, but that's a group within a group. I'd, it's, so, if you're not careful, though, that family... Right, you go, we start, we're going to protect the family. It's as if, like, you become, like, like an East End Mafia. Well, it's all about a family, isn't it? Like that. And if you're not careful, you, you miss what God's doing because you're more focused on a family rather than the family. You understand what I'm saying? Now, does that mean my family's not important? Of course not. But what you have to do, if you're not careful, you can miss some what God's doing on a bigger scale because you're focused on something on a smaller scale. Now this happens not just... Like, so in church life, you can have groups of young and groups of old. And you'll hear something like, oh yeah, the church, the church is just for the young now. Right? And you're like, hello, no, 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 that's not true. But there's a thinking that can come into your head where you become the Hellenistic Jew talking about the Hebraic Jew and saying, we are this and they are them. Do you understand what I'm saying? How easily it can get into your head and you divide yourself into a group within a group. And then you start saying, well, they're, they're better off than we are. And once you start going down that route the word disunity starts to find a place to rest in your heart. This can be impactful in a community as well. We have the people from Podsmead and the people who aren't from Podsmead. Oh, we're from Podsmead. This is, this is our church. This is Podsmead Church, isn't it? You're not from Podsmead. You're, you're, you know, you're a... You're, 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 you're an alien. <laughs> Be careful. 
Is it wrong to come from Podsmeet? Of course not. Is it wrong to not come from Podsmeet? Of course not. But if you're not careful, you can cross over in your thinking. You following where I'm going with this? Like, you can create an us and them. This can happen in church teams as well. This is, we're the team and you're not. Oh, hang on. Hang on. That's not how it works around here. We are the church. We are the team. Yeah, I just come and I, 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 I just come here. You, everybody else does everything else. And that's, uh, be careful that you don't create a chasm in your thinking between what you do and who you are. Uh, we're the worship team. We just rock up and, hey. No, no, no. It's us. It's us. It's us. I remember the first time Ali took me to meet her family. I had three things that were working against me. Number one, I was English. They're Welsh. Not just your mother. This is your mother's mother, your sister, the whole lot. Number two, I was a male. <laughs> Number three, I had an opinion. Yeah. All these three things were unacceptable <laughs> in the household. And I remember just walking in and going, hi, just be my usual Simon, which I know is, is not very helpful sometimes. <laughs> uh, but just being myself and just walking in, and suddenly there was like this. I was like, God, I felt like this just pushed. Now, all the words they were saying were like, hello, Simon, welcome to our house. But they may as well have had razor blades and slashed me. That's what it felt like. You know when, you're, when there's, a, there's a barrier between you, don't you? You don't have to hear the words, I hate you, to know there's a barrier. You know when there's a barrier between you and the people you're trying to connect with. Right? Sometimes the barriers we create aren't the spoken words. We go, oh, welcome to one church. Welcome here. Welcome to our family. You're like that. But inside you're like, you're not one of us. We need to be really, really careful. Because the murmurings happen over Sunday lunch. The murmurings happen over a cup of tea with someone outside of the room. The murmurings happen with our wives and our partners and our friends where we go, oh, it's not what it used to be, you know. And that's what happened here. They started to complain with one another. This is exactly how Satan worked right at the beginning of time. When he went up to Eve, he said, hey, Eve. He didn't go, God is fake. He just went, did God really say? And oh. um, the thinking moved from a place of trust and union to a place of mistrust and 
disunion or disunity. You following what I'm saying here? See, what happens is all it takes is one thought. And if we don't take that thought captive really early, it creates a division in our hearts that God didn't place there. Now, come on. We're human. We make mistakes. And the Bible's very clear about this. If someone offends you, it's very easy. Suck it up and then go and talk to them. Hey, do you know when you said that? That really... It, it went deeper than I thought it should have done. Are we cool with one another? Have, have, uh, have I offended you? So I, was in, I was in the prayer week and uh, a lady came up to me. She says, oh, I'm part of this home. And she's an elderly lady. And uh, she said, um, you used to come and do communion in our home. In our old people's home. I'm like, no, I didn't. He says, yeah, you used to. And I was talking to the, the, the manager and they said, you, with, we, they, you must have been offended or something because you stopped doing it. Well, number one, I've never done communion in, in an old people's home. And number two, I, have, I don't even know who this lady is. But that problem was not resolved until this moment when this lady said, have we got an issue here? And I went, no, we haven't. She went, oh, for the last six years, I've thought that you've been offended with us. Where did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. A thought that was planted by the devil that says, did God really say? Do you know what I said to her? I said, so for the last few years, we've been running a great event called Link. Would you like to come? She said, I'd love to. <laughs> so watch out for her. Because we've been serving our backsides off for that group for a long time. Isn't it amazing how one little seed, one little thought, created disunity in the whole process. Now, that leads me to my next thought. How we react to these situations determines what, how we process forwards. And uh, I think the best way to describe this is I, I need some help. And uh, this, I want you to imagine this is a, a windsurfing board. Okay? This is the bar on a windsurfing board. Now, has anybody been windsurfing before? Put your hand up. Yeah, see, yeah. Has anybody, uh, anybody no idea what I'm talking about? It's like having a surfboard with a um, sail on it. And you have to stand on the surfboard and hold the sail, and you have to catch the wind so that this, the surfboard or the wind surfboard moves forward. Simple, isn't it? That's all you have to do. You have to stand, pick up the sail, catch the wind, move forward. Simple as that. Except for when you pick it up, you lose your balance, you fall in. Now, what happens when you've done that about 27 times in five minutes? Your instinct is, when you pick it up, is you crouch like this. You, you crouch and you're holding it like this. This is the wrong way to surfboard, to windsurf, in a crouching position like this. Right? Because as soon as the wind catches that sail, wah, you go flying. Let me give you an example. Chloe, 
That's one of the problems of standing on the front here, like this. So Chloe is now holding the, 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 the stick <laughs> as part of the windsurf, like this. Now I want you to crouch, Chloe, as if like you're frightened of falling off, right? Okay? So she's, she's crouching in, which is a natural instinct, but as soon as the wind blows, right, she's going to go flying. And that's what happens every time you get onto a windsurf board, if you crouch and you are in that position because you're naturally trying to protect yourself, you will always fall in. Now what you have to do, and this is the hardest part, you have to trust and lean back. Alright? Now you, you don't lean back with your bottom out, you lean as flat as you can and you pull and you become the counterweight to the wind. All right, so the stronger the wind, you've got to lean further back. Does this make sense to you? Please nod or smile or give me a thumbs up or show me you're awake. That is, you don't have to understand where it's going yet. You just have to understand the physics of this. So if the wind is pulling strong, you've got to really, go on, all the way back, all the way back, go on, trust me, trust me, I'm a vicar, go on. <laughs> How far back can you go? Come on, let's see you go. Let's see my wife trust me. Come on, Ali, come on. <laughs> all right, you've got to keep your feet. feet to... <laughs> right, okay, all right. You've got to lean right back. No, don't, you're bending, don't bend. That's it, all the way, all the way. That's brilliant. So the stronger the wind the more you have to go against your instinct to lean in and you have to lean out. Yeah, got it? The wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing fresh into your life and fresh into this church. Now, if you are caught up in disunity, if you're caught up in the wrong mindset, if you're caught up in the smallness and trying to protect yourself, you will naturally crouch and say, well, at least I'm on the board. Yeah. At least I'm in church. At least... Is anyone else here an echo? At least I'm standing, yeah. all right? I am on the board. Yeah. But you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're just happy to be standing there. And what actually is happening is you are drifting, not in the direction you want to go or the direction where you're called to go. You're just drifting with the current of the times that you're in. Can you hear what I'm saying to you? Because this is a picture to help you understand you've got to change your mindset. You've got to move from this crouching, protect yourself mindset and allow the Holy Spirit to blow fresh in your life. Lean back. You, yeah, you may fall in. <laughs> But at least you fall in going in the direction you're supposed to be going yeah. rather than crouching and falling in the drifting position you're already in. Yes. Wow. Come on, church. I'm preaching real good here. Far better than you're responding. Come on. 
Can you hear what I'm saying here? I'm saying it for your benefit. I'm saying it for my benefit. I'm saying it for the church's benefit. If we just crouch and keep our position and try and save our position and just say, let's just stay where we are and we just exist, we will drift not where the wind is blowing us, but where the current is taking us. The Holy Spirit blows where he chooses to blow and he's taken us into our purpose and we have to choose to lean back to counter the weight of that wind so we can balance between our gifting and his power of the Holy Spirit blowing through us would you like me to explain it again or would you like to respond in your heart and go, God, I just gonna, I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to lean back and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to feel the Holy You've got to get into it. You've got to, like when the wind blows, you've got to get your balance in that position. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, See, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the circumstances you're in. Do not conform to the process of thinking that keeps you in this circle, going round and round and round. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. My illustration has just shown you what that verse is. You want to know the will of God for your life? Do you want to see God's purpose freed in your life? Then you've got to lean back on the surfboard and allow the Holy Spirit to drive you in that direction. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says this. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. So now the scripture helps us. When we are processing the stuff that we're in, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about where God comes into this? Are you thinking about the word of God and how that applies in that situation? Or are you thinking about some worldly straight thinking stuff, some worldly thoughts and stuff about how you're going to get through this, how you're going to pay for this, how you're going to do this and the other, how I'm going to manipulate this situation, how I'm going to work with that person, we're going to work it through. Or are you setting your mind on things that are above? Are you setting your mind on things that, you're, that are above? Stop bringing God down to your level of thinking. Start raising your thinking to where God is. His perspective is humongously beautiful and wonderful. Now I realise that takes faith. And that's what I'm asking of you. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith it's impossible to please God. You're going to have to take a step of faith. Remember... There is a chance you'll fall in, leaning back. But at least you're moving in the right direction. Hello? Can I say that again? There is a chance you'll fall in. You'll overcompensate. (coughs) Or you'll undercompensate. But because you're leaning in, leaning out, the wind is catching that sail and you're going in God's purpose for your life. 
I'd rather fall in a thousand times going where God wants me to go than going in, drifting in the wrong direction and just constantly calling out, God rescue me, God rescue me, God rescue me, God rescue me, God rescue me. Going in the right direction grows muscle. It grows you. Very good. Ask God to open your eyes. The, um, there's a wonderful story in our two kings where Elisha is surrounded by the enemy and his servants panicking, saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Panic, panic, panic. Like Mr. Mannering, it's like a Corporal Jones in Dad's army. Mr. Mannering, Mr. Annie, stop panicking, stop panicking. And you're the one panicking. And, El- and Elisha lays his hands on his servants and he just says, open his eyes so he can see. And I can imagine, you know, when you're panicking, my eyes are open! I'm not the problem, you're the problem, they're the problem, everything's the problem! And Elisha's just cutting through this because he's setting his mind on things that are above. So open his eyes. In other words, give him a vision that's beyond his immediate circumstances. Give this man a vision beyond his immediate circumstances. Give this church a vision beyond where we are. Give this man, give this lady a vision beyond your circumstances. Open my eyes, God. Help me see because I can't see it. I'm stuck. And a miracle happens. And he opens his eyes. He sees the enemy getting closer, crouching in. And his instinct is to crouch down. But he dares to lean back and allow a small puff of the Holy Spirit to blow in his life. And he takes the air in and he looks. And he can see beyond the enemy. He says, wow, there's an army for us. And he sees a heavenly host surrounding the enemy that's surrounding them. And he turns to Elisha and says, Ha! There's more with us than against us. And he gets all cocky. God, open my eyes. Help me see. So, we saw heard the murmurings that can create disunity. We know that the mindset needs to change. And the mindset started with the leaders of this church in Acts chapter 6. And they got together and they said, look, we're working. We're doing all the stuff here. We're, we're doing the tables. We're doing the preaching. We're doing the praying. We're doing it all. And they went to the people and said, can you help us, please? Can you help us? Because we're not going to sink to this argument of whether it's the Hebrewistic Jews or the Hellenistic Jews. This is a, this is a wrong argument. What we need to do is we need to serve our community. Yeah. And w- the problem is we haven't got enough help. And the people went, mm, ooh, mm, oh, yeah. And they said, would you come and help us, please? Would you, are there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there who's prepared to lean back full of the Holy Spirit and join us? Because this isn't going to be a church that's led just by the vicar anymore. We're going to, as far as I understand, this is the first time the early church understood the true priesthood of believers and said, this is not just about the vicar. It's not just about Simon. It's not just about Lisa and Liam. It's not just about James and Anna. It's not just about the leaders who you see at the front here with the microphone. Who is going to help us do this? 
And they said, do you know what? We get this. Now, it's not a full expansion, but it's the start of the process. Yeah. yeah. Some people put their hands up. Yeah, yeah. People like Stephen and these names that came about. And they put their names forward so that the church could expand even further. It says in 1 Peter 2, if you just read this in 1 Peter 2 verse 4, it says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. The shift that's going on here is this. It's not about the priest. It's about the priesthood. It's not about the Pope. It's about the people. We are the priests. <laughs> I'm just going to make you all priests. There you go. If you come to the front, I'll throw water over you. Whatever it takes. Like, if you, whatever you need, I'll, I'll throw some water over you. I'll, uh, I'll knight you. I'll get my mitre out and smack you. Whatever. I, I can give you a dress to wear as well if you really want to. All right? <laughs> it's far too keen when I got to the end there, Andy. Far too keen. <laughs> I am deputising you. Because God has give, told me this is how it works in the New Testament. This is how church works. You are now the priest. Please look at me. You are now the priest. It's all right, I'll be a priest too. But you don't have to do what I do. You have to do what God's placed in you to do. And you're answerable to that. Wow. We, the priests, are going to serve one another. And we're going to serve our community. Each day, we're going to serve. Can you believe that? You better believe it. Because you're now the priest. I, I, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What are our sacrifices? Number one, bring a sacrifice of worship. Number two, bring a sacrifice of generosity. And number three, bring joy wherever you go. Sign up. Sign up. For those of you on team, keep going, you're doing a great job. For those who think, I'm not on team, just turn up early and muck in. I do. I do. I come in, I get in everyone's way. <laughs> People are just going, yeah, yeah, can you go, go outside and w get a long wait for me, please? Or a sky hook or something like that. <laughs> I'll get all these jobs to do where I have to go and stand and walk around. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> just turn up. So I'm part of this. I'm part of this. Let's make Sundays great. I'm sure. I'm sure Becky and Lisa will go, oh, if you have to, you can come and help us in the kitchen. AM. When I offered to do the coffee machine, 
Em never wrestles me to the floor and says, no, it's mine! <laughs> she goes, go ahead. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Let's be part of it. Yeah. If it is family, yeah. let's do the washing up, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pick up our rubbish after ourselves. Let's make our own beds. Simple as, eh? But you're not just a priest on Sunday. You are a stealth priest wherever you go. A secret agent priest. That when you wake up Monday morning, you have been assigned to go to your workplace, your college, your university, your school, undercover to serve wherever you've been asked to serve. It's not your boss asking you stuff to do. Your boss has a boss who has a boss who has a boss. And that boss is speaking to you directly, saying you serve as unto me every single day. Bring joy to the place. Bring, be a priest wherever you go. Everywhere you go. When your boss says, oh, would you mind going doing that? You say, certainly. Thank you. <laughs> When your boss says, can you do this? Say, yeah, sure. Can we just pray about that? <laughs> just rub his shoulder gently. No, no, that's a joke. I'm not really saying do that. Do you wake up in the morning and pray for your boss? Because they really need it. Do you wake up in the morning and say, God, I, I'm going to meet some people today who are going to need my priestly blessings. Help me to be on top of my game today. So that I can serve people with a priestly blessing today. With generosity, with joy, with a great attitude. Some of you are bosses. Do you wake up in the morning asking God for strength to serve the people that you have been called to look after like a priest? You're not just visiting your friends tomorrow. You're a stealth priest. You're not just raising your kids. You're a stealth priest. Wow. You see, they focused on the mission. They said, come on, let's stop, let's stop this petty argument about who gets more than the other. Let's remember what we're about. What are we about? We're about... Growing people to live by example, with our generosity, by helping people, lifting them up a peg every single day as priest or royal priesthood. Going to make a difference. Remember, number one, encounter God, grow personally, go and make a difference. That's what priests do. Do you feel challenged this morning? Remember, you've got to shift your thinking, shift your mindset, shift your weight to capture the wind of the Holy Spirit in your life, to stop yourself drifting with the circumstances you're in and to get some purpose and direction to where you're meant to be going. You're going to have to trust God with that. That means you're going to have to let go of some things that you can't control or you're, even worse, trying to control. Hello? <laughs> I'm going to trust you, God, with those things. I'm going to lean back. And if you fall in, it's all right. Just get back up again. 
don't go backwards because at least you're moving in the direction you're supposed to be going rather than just drifting with the current of the situation you're in. Has anybody felt God speak to them this morning? Yeah. You show a hand. Yeah? Let's pray together, shall we? Would you stand with me, please? <coughs> I want you to, uh, as soon as we start singing, I know not everyone can stand, but I know you stand in your heart, okay? But when we get to that place where the worship starts to play, I'd, I want you to imagine the stick of the windsurf is just above you. I want you to reach out and grab hold of it. Just grab hold of it. I, we, sometimes we call it raising our hands, all right? But what you're doing is saying, this is more than just me raising my hands in worship. I'm gonna take a step of faith. I'm gonna grab the whole thing. And in doing so, I'm choosing to change my position, my mindset, to trust you, to take hold of that sail, and you'll utilize me for the glory of God. Does that make sense to me? So that's our action. Our action is to raise our hands as if we're grabbing hold of the stick on the whale, the, the, on the windsurfing, as a, as a picture symbolizing, yes, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk into my priesthood. Thank you. Your presence.